the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the uh, Columbus mayor, the uh, murder mayor, America's worst mayor, Andrew Ginther, is supposedly holding a press conference at this moment. Uh, I do not see it live streamed on uh, the website that I just checked. Uh, but he, uh, Council President Shannon Harden, Council Member Emmanuel Remy, City Attorney Zach Klein, stop me when I name a Republican. Oh, keep going. Police Chief Elaine Bryant, uh, an Executive Director of the Short North Alliance, Betsy Pandora. I suppose it's possible Betsy's a Republican. None of the others are. Uh, we'll join Handy Andy at a press conference today because they're going to talk about, let me guess, how it's unacceptable that we have had... Uh, Dodge City breakout in the short north the last two weekends that we've had a person murdered in the short northeast of the last two weekends. And it's going to be unacceptable to Andrew Ginther that this continues to happen. That is my prediction. Uh, They're going to announce how they're going to have some new uh, some new initiative, whatever. And there will not be. You can bet on this. The word gangs ever mentioned Uh, yesterday uh, on the mm, I suppose it's on the west side. Eakin Elementary School near uh, Wedgwood Village Apartments. It's inside 270, but it's on the west side, just outside the hilltop. Uh, we had a 12-year-old boy shot in the arm. Unacceptable, I'm sure it is, to Andrew Ginther. To me, too. Except I really mean it. Andy doesn't. Six or seven shots rang out at an elementary school. And a young boy, 12 years old, was shot in the arm. Really lucky that wasn't worse. So... Andy Ginther will announce uh, empty promises today, and if there's anything to report on that, I will let you know. I think it's far more consequential what's going on on Capitol Hill, where we had three whistleblowers before Congress. So what happened? Okay, we had you might have heard January 6th, a bunch of uh, people got out of hand, rioted. Some of them committed criminal acts. Some of them were just looky-loos. We're like, hey, everybody's going into the Capitol. I guess we can go in. Uh People waving Trump flags, people mad about the 2020 election. They had questions. Of course, they hadn't watched CNN or MSNBC or any other network to hear that before all the votes were counted, it was already, uh, shockingly, uh, verified by the mainstream media as the most secure election in history. These people, on January the 6th, a full month later, weren't convinced that it was already the most secure election in history, and they wanted to, to protest. And some of them did peacefully, and some of them didn't peacefully, and the ones who didn't peacefully should be arrested. And a lot of them were arrested, except a lot who weren't really guilty of anything other than not being Democrats were also arrested. And in the course of those investigations, as they unfolded over months and months and months and months and into 2021, three FBI agents, actually more, three who were in front of Congress today, realized that, you know, um, When I became an FBI agent, I swore to uphold the Constitution. And the stuff we're doing, going after some of these people and the way we're going after them and the stuff we're doing is not 
what I signed up for in terms of upholding the Constitution. All those antiquated things like equal protection under the law and right to remain silent and blah, 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 blah. No, we're going to subpoena their bank records and we're not going to tell them and we're going to tap their phones and we're not going to tell them. And we're going to track them down like they're terrorists. Except the terrorists are walking across our southern border and these people have never really done anything other than anything more nefarious than go to a school board meeting and wonder why we've got trans flags flying in classrooms in our public schools. So these FBI agents step forward. And they told their bosses. They went through channels. Mm, bad mistake. Because while you might have held on to the hope that the Durham report exposed the only bad FBI agents as James Comey, Peter Strzok, Andy McCabe, Lisa Page, it turns out there's a lot more bad FBI agents than that. And a lot of them are in positions of power. A lot of them are supervisors. And a lot of them didn't like these whistleblowers saying, hey, uh, I got questions about how we're going after these January 6th people. And so they decided, the bosses at the FBI and various field offices, that they could not have agents who weren't on board with the new way of doing business under Merrick Garland as head of the Department of Justice and Chris Ray as head of the FBI. And so these three men and others likely have been targeted and have been tormented and have been sent the very clear message that you are not going to try to hold us to the rule of law when we are going after Republicans and conservatives and specifically Trump supporters who are not entitled to the protection of the rule of law. Here is one of the whistleblowers. His name is Garrett O'Boyle. Garrett served with the FBI for seven years after a decorated military career. And he went to his supervisors and talked about what was going on with things outside the bounds of propriety in the FBI. And at the same time, he was angling for a promotion within the FBI. And listen to how the FBI decided that they were going to punish Garrett O'Boyle. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. They refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying, and I'll never forget my oath. Thank you. Now, here's Stephen Friend. He's an FBI agent for eight years, also had a decorated military career. Uh, Here is Stephen Friend's opening statement today before Congress. In August 2022, I made protected whistleblower disclosures to my immediate supervisor, assistant special agents in charge, and special agent in charge about my concerns regarding January 6th investigations assigned to my office. I believed our departures from case management rules established in the FBI's domestic investigations and operations guide could have undermined potentially righteous prosecutions and may have been part of an effort to inflate the FBI's statistics on domestic extremism. At each level of my chain of command, leadership cautioned that despite my exemplary work performance, whistleblowing placed my otherwise bright future with the FBI at risk. Hmm. Well, 
We'll hear more from Stephen Friend later, but right now let's introduce you to the third whistleblower. His name is Marcus Allen. My name is Marcus Allen. I'm a staff operations specialist for the FBI in the Charlotte Field Office. Uh, Due to whistleblower retaliation by the FBI, I've been suspended without pay for over a year. Uh, Thank you to the committee for allowing me time today to convey my concerns about the current FBI. In particular, I am concerned, and I believe this committee should also be concerned, about the FBI's use of the security clearance process to retaliate against whistleblowers. I was awarded the Navy and Marine Corps Commendation Medal and the Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal. I eventually joined the FBI and was Employee of the Year in 2019 in the Charlotte Field Office. As the holder of a top-secret security clearance since 2001, I've been trusted with the nation's greatest secrets. So why am I here today? Despite my history of unblemished service to the United States, the FBI suspended my security clearance, accusing me of actually being disloyal to my country. This outrageous and insulting accusation is based on unsubstantiated accusations that I hold conspiratorial views regarding Mm. the events of January 6, 2021, that I allegedly sympathize with criminal conduct. I do not. I was not in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, played no part in the events of January 6th, and I condemn all criminal activity that occurred. Instead, it appears that I was retaliated against because I forwarded information to my superiors and others that questioned the official narrative of the events of January 6th. As a result, I was accused of promoting conspiratorial views and unreliable information. Because I did this, the FBI questioned my allegiance to the United States. So you see how this works, right? There is one narrative about what happened on January the 6th. That Donald Trump incited it. That anyone who went into the Capitol or anyone who's even photographed on Capitol grounds is a terrorist who is not entitled to protection that other Americans have been entitled to throughout the entirety of our nation's existence. Things like a speedy trial. You know, we have people who are still in jail for January the 6th who haven't had a court hearing in months, who haven't been tried yet, but they've been in jail for years. These guys had a problem with that and other things. And then the problem became them. So let me explain to you how whistleblower laws and disclosures work. If you work for a government entity and you see things going wrong in that government entity, you are allowed to come forward if you are retaliated against for trying to correct the problem. And you are protected from retaliation. That is called whistleblower protection. And you get to decide when you come forward who you want to talk to. You can talk to Republicans. You can talk to Democrats. You can talk to whoever you want to talk to. And most times, people talk to both. But in the case of the whistleblower uh, named Marcus Allen, an FBI agent who has uh, been done dirty by the FBI, had his security clearance removed, his right to make a living. Here's what they did, okay? He came forward. A couple other guys came forward. He has a top-secret national security clearance that he earned through exemplary service in the military and in the FBI. He... Notices how they're investigating the January 6th protesters, and he says, hey, this isn't right. We're, like, breaking our protocols. We're breaking our internal rules. This is wrong. And, of course, you don't dare push back against anything that could possibly put a grandma in a Trump hat in jail for the rest of her life. 
And so they took Marcus Allen's security clearance away, and they took his job away. They suspended him. And then he's like, well, if you're not going to let me work for the FBI, like I need to make a living with my family. Can I go work for so-and-so? Do I? you release me from my commitment to the FBI? No. So they suspend him without pay. They don't allow him to go and work for anyone else. So then he comes in and he talks about this with members of both parties. And then, as Jim Jordan makes clear, Democrats, who Marcus Allen talked to, leaked parts of his testimony to their allies in the media, which, again, is not a small number. And he gets disparaged and demonized and diminished in order that what he comes to Congress to talk about today will be filtered through a prism of, oh, I read about this guy a couple weeks ago in the Washington Post. I read about this guy in the New York Times. He's a whack job. Here's Jim Jordan. We're setting up something here that they're still bickering about on Capitol Hill regarding this guy, now realizing that he was done dirty by Democrats. Here's Jordan telling you what happened. And the retaliation isn't limited to the FBI. Democrats on this committee also engaged in it. They leaked parts of these guys' interviews to the press. Press reported on it. And then the press had to issue corrections. The Post, the Washington Post, the New York Times, Rolling Stone, because what the Democrats told them wasn't accurate. What they reported wasn't accurate. All right, so this sparked Marcus Allen deciding that when he came back to Congress, he was only going to talk to Republicans, which is his right. He was going to do a closed-door Uh, What's the deposition with Republicans, closed door deposition with Republicans. So the Republicans do the deposition with Marcus Allen. They have a court reporter there to get a transcript of it. And they're now in possession of what he says. And keep in mind, Marcus Allen is in Congress today. He's sitting right there. He's sitting right there in the hearing. And the Democrats are going to get to going to get to ask him any question they want to. But that doesn't keep them from bickering over the minutiae of not having his testimony in their hand. They don't have his testimony in their hand because they already double-crossed him once, and he's not going to give them the chance to do it again. Listen to the argument that ensued when this wacko from the Virgin Islands, Stacey Plaskett, and other Democrats start whining about Marcus Allen holding them accountable for double-crossing him in the media. Lady from California, Ms. Sanchez. Um, Mr. Chair, just as a point of order. This is plastic. Um, I understand, and we have been made aware uh, from what you stated uh, in your opening statement, as well as in a press conference earlier, that Mr. Allen did meet with you all um, and might have a testimony that was transcribed. Neither, and I understand that he stated that he did not feel comfortable meeting with the Democrats. He's comfortable being here today in open this open forum. We will be questioning him. Will you give us a copy of that testimony that was transcribed of your discussions with him? I'll be up to Mr. Allen. Um, but you are in possession of them, aren't you? Sure are. So why would you not give them to us? Mr. Allen's a whistleblower, and he didn't want that to happen. We'll he talk didn't want, him. but he's ha- ha- comfortable here in open discussion with us today? Sure is. You can ask him questions if you want. You, you don't share the your information with the minority? Nope. The whistle. No, so that, you're not sharing that, information the, that the whistle, you've obtained whistleblower, with the, whistleblower, the minority. The whistleblower saw what you did with uh, Mr. Friend and others, the, the false information you gave the press so much no. so that they had to issue corrections. The whistleblower no. doesn't We've decide seen. that. The committee decides it. 
And, and we've decided. And you've decided we've that decided you're not going to gonna Mr. share. Mr. Allen is here. You can ask him questions. And we can, we can talk about the testimony, but right now you're not getting the testimony. Mr. But Allen's you, here to testify. And you'll give us the testimony when? After he's left or at no point in time? Or when will we have that? He's right there in front of him. They're all going to get a chance to question him. He's right there. He doesn't want to have his conversations with Republicans in the hands of Democrats because they've already double-crossed him once and misportrayed him in the media. They're being held accountable for lying about this guy, and they want to force him to talk to them a second time. Now, that happened in the morning before this show started. Just moments ago, the unforgettably named by Rush Limbaugh, Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz, takes up the cause to get this transcript once again. And I was not. And I've told you that when it comes to whistleblowers, you are not entitled to it. That's at the discretion of Mr. Allen. Mr. Chairman, these individuals have been determined not not to be whistleblowers. These are not whistleblowers. They've been determined by the agency not to be whistleblowers. Are you deciding that they're whistleblowers? Yes, the law decides. Did you not listen to Mr. Levitt's testimony? Did you not read the law? The his law decides that they are whistleblowers. The chair recognizes the gentlelady from New York. The gentlelady from New York has been recognized. That's rich, isn't it? These guys come forward to hold the FBI accountable for departing from its standards and norms in the targeting of conservatives on January 6th, and then suspending the agent's ability to make a living, ruining their lives. You heard the one agent say, they gave me a promotion, told me to move across the country. I got my family, sold our house. We moved across the country. The first day on the job, they suspended me. They had my belongings. They had my family's clothes. They wouldn't release it from the moving company. That's clearly retaliation for this guy questioning the way the FBI went after January 6th protesters. And Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz's view is, well, they're not whistleblowers because the FBI says they're not whistleblowers. Well, that's convenient. That would certainly uh, retard anybody ever coming forward to talk about corruption in government if the agency that the whistleblower comes forward to say is corrupt has the authority to say, oh, well, they're not whistleblowers. We don't, uh, no, they can't, no, they're not entitled to whistleblower protection. Why are they not entitled to whistleblower protection? Because we say they're not whistleblowers. Man, if you think Democrats aren't interested in weaponizing government, what clearer demonstration could you have of that? That Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz is actually making the case that agents who have worked in an exemplary way for the FBI are not whistleblowers because the FBI decides that, not the law of the United States of America. Wow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.